Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. Do you know where your income will come from in retirement? David helps people know where their paychecks will come from in retirement. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients from all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to clientsexcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show. This is show number 47. We have been producing this show for almost a year now, and time is flying. We have done a lot of interesting shows. Last week was on Bitcoin, and we've done different financial planning topics back in the fall of last year. And so I would encourage you to go back and check those out if you uh, are looking for some good things to listen to. Most of our shows are about 15 minutes long. Some of them were longer in the early ones, but uh, most of them were less than 20 minutes. I appreciate you listening to our show. My name is David Treese, and I am grateful to have you here. I told you a couple weeks back that I've been told I'm a patient person. I will readily admit, though, that that probably hasn't always been said of me. The old adage about patience being a virtue comes to mind. A virtue isn't something you're suddenly bestowed. What I've found is just because you're patient today, it doesn't mean you exhibit that patient behavior tomorrow. Being patient requires vigilance. Where I tend to lack patience is with myself for some reason. Last week, I told you about a 5K race that benefits a local elementary school here in Spartanburg, and I had planned to run it. I had ran it the previous two years, and I improved my time the second year. However, this year, I regressed. I didn't do quite as well. In 2019, my average pace per mile for the third mile, the three-mile race was eight minutes and six seconds, which means I averaged running each mile in eight minutes and six seconds. In 2020, my average pace per mile was 7.36, and this year my average pace per mile was 8.23. Last year was great for me. Anytime I can get in the sevens, I am super happy with that, and 7.36 was was pretty doggone fast for, for me. Those guys that win these races, they're running in a, in a low five-minute pace per mile. It's, it's remarkable, but I don't think my body is quite capable of that. But it's easy for me to become impatient with what I could call my poor showing on Saturday. But when I consider all the details to my life, it makes more sense to give myself a break. In 2019, for example, I ran close to 800 miles that year. Last year, I ran about 600 miles. And so far this year, I've run about 39 miles. How in the world can I expect to set a personal record this year? I've had different priorities this year. I haven't been running as much. I haven't trained as much. I did survive the race last Saturday despite the discomfort, and it's always fun to accomplish something like that that becomes a tradition. It's really enjoyable to have goalposts and know from year to year that you're going to be doing something and see if you can improve or maybe you get a little bit behind like I did this year. It's good to have those metrics, I think. And I played all sports growing up, basketball, and baseball, and I was never the most coordinated person. But then when I got into college and started doing cycling and running and stuff like that, 
that was more for me. I could uh, endure that discomfort for a while and your body really uh, you, you get in touch with your body when you're doing endurance sports in a way that you don't with a lot of other things. And it's, it's very enjoyable if you can get the fitness that you need to be able to enjoy it. I did not have the fitness last weekend. When it comes to financial planning, though, it's important to have clearly defined goals and judge your portfolio's progress based on what you and your advisor have predetermined your goals should be. Sometimes you'll hear people say the S&P 500 was up 11%, but my money was only up 4.5%. Now, it's easy to get impatient with that situation if those are all the details that you know. But when those things arise or those feelings arise, it's important to fall back on what you're trying to accomplish with your money. Perhaps you're retired and you have a half a million dollars and you're needing your money to generate an additional $20,000 in income per year. If that's the case, then the 4.5% you made exceeds what you were attempting. And you may not have taken unnecessary risk with your money in doing that, the way that you were invested. Seldom when we become impatient are we considering all the details of a situation. In fact, we're normally only looking at one or two aspects of a situation that may have multiple facets and may be pretty complex. It's important to step back and take a macro look at the situation or take a more comprehensive view of what you're trying to do or the situation. I love a list, and I love checking things off my list. It's so fulfilling. I have one sitting right beside me right now that guides my day. But as I write my work list each morning of the tasks that I'm going to try to get done that day, I find myself sometimes feeling like some some of those things should have already been done. Or like this morning, for example, our phone system was malfunctioning, and I had to wait on the phone for an hour or more while the technicians tried to fix our phone systems. All the while, I'm looking down at my list of things that are not getting crossed off. As hard as it is to do, I've started trying to reframe these situations and look for the positive in these delays. If you think about it, you can find something good in a lot of different circumstances. One of my favorite speakers, Zig Ziglar, used to say, good things come to those who believe, better things come to those who are patient, and the best things come to those who don't give up. Now, we could write a whole newsletter or record a whole podcast on that uh, quote alone, but uh, Zig Ziglar always had very insightful things to say. Warren Buffett, the famous stock market investor and billionaire, developed a stock market indicator that has become known as the Buffett Indicator. And at the Visual Capitalist uh, website online, Carmen Eng wrote, the ratio now commonly known as the Buffett Indicator compares the size of the stock market to that of the economy. So the Buffett Indicator compares the size of the stock market to the size of the economy. She continued, a high ratio indicates an overvalued market. And as of February 11th, 2021, the ratio has reached all-time highs, indicating that the U.S. stock market is currently strongly overvalued. How this ratio is calculated is by dividing the value of the stock market by gross domestic production, or GDP. The article states that the, uh, the ratio is sitting at 228%, which is 88% higher than historical averages. 
The article went on to state that the low interest rate environment is one culprit of the ratio being so high. Now, if you enjoy charts and and looking at charts and comprehending those, I will put a link in the show notes to this article because it was full of different charts. With alarming news like this, like the market is overvalued and what that may mean, it's important to understand the why and how you are invested. Then you can know if your allocations and how you are invested are correct for your purposes. If you have not evaluated how your portfolio is allocated lately, I'd be happy to review it with you and evaluate whether you're likely to meet your goals or not. If you'd like to talk through this, please just give our office a call at 864-641-7955. I'm always happy to entertain any of your questions or comments or feedback, and you can reach me at the number there, 864-641-7955. I hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll be back next week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.